clip, 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 toast, 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 avocado toast, avocado toast. What do you think about avocado toast? Quite delicious. <laughs> Quite delicious. That should be the name of a game studio. <laughs> Quite delicious. Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly interactive graphic novel review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the last seven days, I have challenged Edwin, and challenge being the operative word. Well. I've challenged Edwin to play. Play being a strong word here. <laughs> Florence. To endure Florence. <laughs> the interactive graphic novel. Game. It's not a game. <laughs> Florence, I would say, is an interactive graphic novel that tells the story of Florence Yo. That's Yo with a Y E O H. And her experience with love and work. So it tells the story <laughs> of like a love. Even, that's, oh, <laughs> even that description is so sappy. But it's supposedly apt for this thing. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's definitely like an, it's a graphic novel. With interactive yeah. elements. Um, and these interactive elements are usually like super simple mini games that sort of accompanies the the main character in telling the story a little bit more effectively. You know, and the mini games are like really simple, like simple jigsaw puzzle games to scratch off the picture, to reveal an underlying picture, to just simply moving. Waggle your thumb to brush your teeth. To the brush, yeah. Tap the room to tidy up the items. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the game. So really, it's a story-driven game. <laughs> Which is right in Sam's wheelhouse. Yeah. I guess the interesting part is that this is from a Monument Valley alumni. Is it? Yes. This, some of the backstory was in order, he wanted to build something completely different to Monument Valley. You know, like once you've had a very successful game, you kind of want to perhaps pursue something completely opposite to what mm. you've done for the last, you know, X number of years. So, yeah, this is a Monument Valley dude. I actually know one of the people that made this game, too. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea that this person made the game. And when the credits started rolling after I finished the game, so you know how far I've gone. Oh, dang. Uh, I saw her name and I was like, oh my God, like she actually made this game. Um, did that, you know, did that ruin your journalistic integrity? It didn't actually. I, okay. I I was actually more pleased by the fact that I guess that is kind of yeah. biased. <laughs> yeah. It was. I only found out after the game, so it's still not going to change how many days I've actually played this for. Right. That's true. Okay. Which there you go. Another another medal to this incredible rating system. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to this game? I mean, you say it's not a game. Not a game. Yeah, um, but I think it is an interesting exploration of the the medium in so far as how you can use it for storytelling. Yeah. Like it, like this isn't. I don't think I've had an app like this. You know, like Gorogoa is kind of you like similar vibe in that it's like a little bit mm, artsy. How can you take a graphic novel, which is pretty much a static affair, and Oh, I've now got this touchscreen where I can waggle my finger and actually do some interaction. So it's, on that on that level, I was like, oh, this is interesting as a concept. A lot of people have issues with games like Firewatch that uses a paradigm of using a first-person shooter, but you're not shooting anything. You're simply walking through and doing dialogue and noticing things that tells a story. 
Yes. Right. And so a lot of people dub that format a walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So you are literally just walking around. You're just walking stuff. around. Yeah. And it ultimately tells a very linear story, but it tells a story in ways that you kind of interact with. Right. I hate to tell you, your whole life is just walking around. <laughs> so get over it. <laughs> And I felt the same way for this. It, it uses the paradigms of like a mobile app and a graphic novel um, and tells a pretty linear story, but in ways that you actually interact with it. So to me, this kind of felt like a walking simulator, but like an app slash graphic novel version. Yeah, I found the the puzzles, that's it, even, even that is a too strong a word, the interruptions didn't actually progress the story particularly well. It just found like they were just interruptions to the story to make it interactive rather than, oh, I'm going to do this thing that's going to give some feedback to the story. You know, there's some like little things where it sort of adds to the story. There's a part where you are chatting to your new hipster cello player boyfriend. <laughs> Whose name is Krish. It's like the yeah. most hipster name. <laughs> so you're sitting down to eat your avocado toast and the idea here is to begin with, you've got all these fragments and you've got to make them into a speech bubble. And then as the night progresses and you drink more PBR then <laughs> and sparkling rosé, you then have less pieces and ultimately, I guess, yeah, you, until it just adds to a single blob, which you need to move into the speech bubble. It symbolizes, yeah, it symbolizes like it. the initial difficulty of starting a conversation and getting to know a person. Yeah. So I thought that was actually that one was, of the more clever ones. Yeah. But all the others, I was like, oh, well, this is stupid. I actually found them a little delightful. Like, I think if this was initially a graphic novel where they sort of shoehorned in a lot of these gameplay elements, it would have felt forced. But I, but the way that I took it is because this was specifically made to tell this story with these interfaces, it felt pretty natural for me. If I'm comparing this to, say, My Brother Ate My Pudding... There, the interactions and puzzles were quite delightful, but in in this way, they were kind of funny. You were like, oh, yeah. ha, ha, this is kind of joyous. But in this, they just felt very interruptive and tedious in a way I didn't really appreciate. Yeah, I guess I can see that. There's sort of like a tangent to the actual story. It's not like you're directing the character or directing the story. You're just performing a menial task to just get to the next page of the story. Right. So I think there's a difference for me there. Like, I think by and large... I felt like it actually added to the the overall game while it's telling this story. But my issues with it is that sometimes these puzzles were just a little too simple and a little too repetitive, right? But overall, like I felt like the repetitive nature spoke to the repetitive nature that was happening, repetitive things that were happening within the story. Um, and there are like nice little parallels that happens towards the end of the story where... It kind of makes sense, but mm, it's like yeah. the repetitive nature of life yeah. reflected back in your screen. So, uh, I'm part of the story, and I don't know if you've gotten there. Well, should we say how far we got? Yep, because it is divided into chapters. I got uh, Act Three, Chapter Seven. Is that before or after he moved in? I think he's about to move in because I'm tidying up the house. Uh, he might be coming over first. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Netflix and chill. <laughs> and some LaCroix. <laughs> I finished the game. So I believe the game has how many chapters? Let me see. So 20 chapters. Okay. Yep. okay so ooh, I'm nearly halfway through. Yeah. 
I'd say that's about a little before halfway through. Okay, respectable. Yeah, not bad. Good attempt. Because I really did not spend much time on this. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, looking at the main screen makes me happy. Anyway. <laughs> All right, three by threes. The good, the artwork is amazing. I felt like it was, um, it reminded me a lot of that comic book, that, that online comic that I told you about. Uh-huh. My giant nerd boyfriend. Yes. That is delightful. That's delightful. In a way, this game is not. <laughs> this game is delightful, too. Um, yeah, yeah, go read my giant nerd boyfriend's skip this game. That's what I would say. <laughs> I think the production of this is just like absolutely top-notch as well. Like Everything just fit right together. Nothing felt like it was making any considerations for the iOS or app. Didn't see any like seams and like the buttons or anything. You know, sometimes you see like little scaling issues, graphical issues, and didn't notice any of that in this game. So top notch in terms of getting things to look right. Yeah, there's a nice nice scene of her riding the subway and you get to like the parallax scrolling and reflections mm-hmm. in the window. Yeah, there's some very beautiful artwork here. My second point, the story is actually really delightful. It's <laughs> like a nice slice of life. I feel like it's very like Bay Area. It reminds me of like <laughs> the typical Bay Area story for some reason where it's like a young professional, Asian upbringing, is not currently happy with their job, meets meets a cello playing hipster. A South Asian cello playing hipster with cool clothes and cool shoes and then she decides oh. to start an Etsy store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think this will appeal to a certain demographic. I think it would repel another. <laughs> right, maybe. Yeah. The audience seems to be very fairly niched, but it was confusing because the gameplay was very um Yeah, my question easy. is, who is this for? 90%, I'd say this game is for me because mm-hmm. I totally enjoyed it. But the 10% is like, these puzzles are way too easy. Or the, the mini games are like way too easy. Yeah, these puzzles are not puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, my good point was, as I mentioned before, an interesting exploration on how games can be a storytelling medium. It's a walking simulator for your phone. Um, my third point, I really like the music. I don't know if you had the music on in any way. Uh, I had it on for the first chapter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, blinky plonky millennial music. <laughs> it's probably advertising an iPhone or something, you know. There's probably some whistling at some point. Someone playing a ukulele. <laughs> I really liked it. I felt like it had like a really good vibe to it. A lot of attention, like every act pretty much had a different soundtrack. I almost say like every chapter kind of had a different variation. Whenever stuff occurred, it actually blended the music together really nicely without having that much of a break or like a, a clear segment of like one soundtrack changing to another soundtrack. Yeah, the first screen you see when you start the game is headphones on. It's mm. better with headphones. Is that it? was when my heart dropped. I was like, oh no. Did it have that? I didn't think this had that. Um, yeah, the first time. First time I loaded it up. I don't think this game did. Because I would, I would have noted that because I kind of don't like that in games these days. Don't tell me what to do, game. Exactly. Did you have it with headphones on? Perhaps it detects if your headphones are on. And mm-hmm. then suggests. Yeah. Suggests I mean, a headphone or not. Yeah, I don't like that. If it did that. I don't, don't like it at all. So negative points. The gameplay is just very basic, and I mentioned this before. I think the puzzles, while they serve the purpose of telling the story and getting you to go forward with the story, ultimately, they're a little too easy. Yeah, why are they there? Well, I know why they're there. 
I like them being there. <laughs> it's I I feel like maybe they could have added a little bit more complexity or variety. Um, even though there's quite a bit of variety, it was just a little too easy. It's not a game. It's a simplistic story interrupted by tedious puzzles. <laughs> which is my, my first bad point. Just thinking about my giant nerd boyfriend, that is delightful and I love mm. that. But somehow this, while it should be the same, I did not enjoy. This felt very forced somehow. I don't know why. In a way I can't, yeah, I can't quite describe. But there was something I was very repelled by everything about this game. Mm. You know? So, uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to try and dig down why but i feel like we're getting into like your psychological territory (laughs) (laughs) and that's just uh ever (laughs) i mean it just felt so it felt very forced it's like enforced nostalgia so like emotionally manipulative kind of story (laughs) like whatever happened to my childhood oh my coloring book Look at my coloring book from when I was five. Look at it. Are you sad yet? <laughs> are you feeling sad? Do you see yourself reflected in this story? Your life is sh- Your dreams are useless in tatters around you. Like, yeah, I see what you're doing, story. I think- and it's not going to work on me. <laughs> I think we tapped a little bit into your... <laughs> I feel like you went in the opposite direction of what this game does, though. Because you were like uh, an artist. You, you're performing in a band. <laughs> And now you're you're a programmer. I was corporate drone. (laughs) So I can see why you don't like this game. (laughs) Yeah, there's something that was not appealing about this game. This was a total grapefruit for me. In fact, it was grapefruit dipped in in concrete, locked in a... Wrapped in a pineapple. Dropped in a well, guarded by a dementor. (laughs) (laughs) The thought of having to play this game was very difficult. How did you feel? Was this dippable for you or were you like, oh, I need to get in the right mood for this? So the first day that I played it, it was um, totally got into it, played a lot of it. And then like some of the following days, I felt a little bit of that grapefruit. Mm. Uh, But it was for a different reason. It was more like I kind of didn't want to finish it so quickly. I wanted to savor. I wanted to savor it because it was delightful. Savor that manipulative nostalgia. Yeah, which I'm a sucker for. But I have to say, some of the negative, uh, some of the negative points for me is that oh, it yeah, I blasted through mine. Sorry, <laughs> has absolutely no replay value, mm. and yeah. I get the sense that this really isn't a game because there is no consequences, or I didn't encounter any consequences. Right, you couldn't replay it and be a dick to Krish. Right, exactly, <laughs> just heckle. Got cello playing. <laughs> Call that a beard. You should play at the Starbucks. <laughs> Those shoes are lame. Those jeans aren't tight at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not a game. Uh, <laughs> I hope someone is counting on how many times you've said that. <laughs> Final ratings. How many days did you play this out of seven? So I've played it three days out of seven, but they were a very good three days. A, binge- a bingeable three. Yep. I played this two. Mm-hmm. Because I felt I had to. <laughs> um, it wasn't for me. But that said, I can understand why people would enjoy this game. Mm. If, I would recommend if it if your heart is not cold and black as the night. <laughs> uh, I just felt, didn't like the feeling of like I was being manipulated into feeling this way. Like, you're going to feel sad. You're going to feel nostalgic. Look at this coloring book. This is the reason why you like Joss Whedon stuff, though. <laughs> it's because he plays with your heartstrings on purpose all the time. Yeah, this felt just heavy-handed in a way. Mm, that's, yeah. 
yeah. can't quite describe. As soon as you hear the music, like you know what you're getting into, <laughs> right. like the beginning music. Like, oh, this is this is one of those games, right? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the music from Forrest Gump. Like, ding, 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 and you're like, okay, yeah. See the feather floating <laughs> I see, down. I yep. see where this is going. Although it wasn't for me, and I didn't enjoy it, I still, I still like that it exists as an art, as a piece of art, yeah. and a you know an attempt to, you know, freshen up storytelling as a on iOS as like an interactive story idea. Kind of like that. I I would recommend it if you like sort of cute graphic novels or slice of life stories. And are not very good at games, although like this, <laughs> although this game is pretty expensive. Uh, I mean, I have yeah. I have no problems paying for this game, and I think people should buy it. But if you haven't bought a game before, like I don't know if you want to start with this game. Yeah, I think it was three dollars. Yeah, I think I remember seeing a Apple invoice for or two ninety nine. Yeah, but that said, definitely check out my giant nerd boyfriend because we we both love that. Yeah, we both love it. My choice. Sam, you have seven days to play. Oh boy. The Bonfire colon Forsaken Lands. Already downloaded. Oh god damn it. <laughs> but I haven't played it. Okay. Already downloaded. Right. Uh looking forward to it. I was gonna recommend it next if you didn't. Allow me to read a description. Build, discover, craft, and survived. It's fun, says Pocket Gamer. <laughs> Great in-depth review. <laughs> Build your settlement in a snowy encampment and manage workers and resource to survive monster attacks during nights. Slowly, you will gain access to advanced buildings and crafting options, discover and trade with new civilizations, and discover the secrets of the ancients. <laughs> and there's a bunch of features, which I'm not going to review right now, but beautiful snowy landscapes with minimalist aesthetics. Interesting. This is a game out of an Indian game studio, uh, Zygma Games. Hmm. So look at us being international. It was released last week. The uh, the previous game, Florence, was from a game studio called Mountains from Melbourne, Australia. Right, they were probably drinking a flat white while they're having their first date. <laughs> Before we go, things of the week? Things of the week. Is our th- I think our, th- our thing of the week is going to be the same thing. Jessica Jones? Uh-uh. Oh. I didn't watch Jessica Jones. Okay. Uh, that is your thing of the week. Tell me about Jessica Jones. Season two dropped this week. Mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying it way more than I have the Punisher or the Iron Fist or the Defenders or uh, that blind guy season two. Yeah, she's a great character. She's actually entertaining to watch. It's not as dark as the first season. It's not outstanding, but mm. you know what? As a weeknight, weeknight, I've been at work all day, put yeah. it on. Yeah, it's nice. And as always, it's it's fun doing location spotting in New York City. Mm. So like, it oh, is based this? in... What's that? Oh, no, it's based in Hell's Kitchen, which is a... Which is now a really bougie neighborhood. <laughs> so, yeah. so who's the bad guy in this? Is that uh, is that a spoiler that you cannot give away? Right now it is unclear. But this basically delves into her backstory of how she got her powers. Mm. IDG, I think, is the mysterious medical group that she kind of starts investigating her own... Yeah, background. it's kind of interesting how many of these superheroes are pharmaceutical superheroes that got their got their powers from like a secret juice. Like Captain America, it was all secret juice Yeah, that right. they like injected into him. Why can't they just make more of him? I, there must be a reason. <laughs> oh no, we used up all our secret juice. <laughs> exactly. Had to get a juicero. <laughs> right. <laughs> My pulp pack. All right, I might check it out. Uh, I've been kind <laughs> I know of, you won't, but it's fine. Yeah, well, I've checked out the other stuff that you've mentioned previously. Marvel's Runaways? 
Uh, I did not check that out because it's on Hulu. Little update on that. Mm. Start strong, kind of peters out mm. to the end. It doesn't end strong. It kind of ends in a way that they knew they were getting a second season. So it basically stops halfway through the story, which is a little disappointing. It's still enjoyable, mm. but there's little caveats that season one doesn't really finish in a satisfying way. You're like, what? That's the last episode? Are you still on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Okay. So maybe that's something I'll check out instead of your, your Marvel runaways. <laughs> um, but kind of burnt out on Marvel. Like, I think I'm finally burnt yeah. out on Marvel a little bit. Like, Although Thor was your pick last week, was, yeah. was your thing last week. I think because of that, I'm kind of burnt out on it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it was really good. Yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff coming up on the TVs, which I'm inter- which is going to be mm. exciting. Atlanta season two is starting up. Yeah. Barry on HBO. Bill Hader's new vehicle. Interesting. Uh, something else. There's a couple on Netflix. There's almost too much TV right now. Like I can't, I can't handle it. Yeah, but a previous thing of the week, which I'm going to reiterate, is the Watch from the Ringer, the podcast. If you want to keep on top of what's coming up on TV and kind of the stuff to check oh, out, cool. That's a pretty good source. Yeah. Nice. That's the sauce of sauces. It's the yeah. <laughs> All right. My pick of the week is a movie called Get Out. Oh, you may have heard of this. You might have heard of it. It's from Jordan Peele. I think that's his name. Yeah, I believe that is his name. Yes. Who is now an Academy Award winner for his movie Get Out, which I see bizarrely uh, genreed as a comedy. Yeah, I th- I'd say it's more of a thriller, like a horror slash thriller rather than a comedy. I mean, I think every good horror slash thriller always has comedy bits to lighten the mood. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Yeah, Cabin <laughs> in the Woods is pretty much straight up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Get Out was really good. Uh, nice. You know, people that create really good ones are very studied. They are fans of the genre and take a lot from movies that are similar to it. And I feel like... Jordan Peele has made really good um, nods to other movies with this movie, but it reminded me a lot of uh, like a, a, a classic horror movie in ways, but with contemporary themes. Should someone who doesn't like horror movies watch this? I think so. Or someone who doesn't just get horror movies. Yeah. Or doesn't find enjoyment in them. Yeah, I think so. I don't but. think there's enough of a horror thing to make it really like horror. It's not like gory or anything like that. It's more like Stepford Wives, creepy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right, gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to give any more away. But yeah, total movie was very enjoyable. And how many days did that take you to watch? Two <laughs> days. Okay. Yeah, you gotta really savor it. Yeah. Okay, and that is our show. Play along with us at home. The game that is called the bonfire. The bonfire colon. I don't know. Forever it's darkness. The blinding... What? For, forsaken lands. <laughs> forsaken lands. That's it. Follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play and tweet us your game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. And we'll see you next week. Don't email us. 7 Days to Play!